Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in University, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the ReChurch Podcast, the last one of 2020. What's up, Luke? How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Even better to realize that we've officially survived Yeah, we made it, man. We made it. Like, it's over. Um, almost. Well, hopefully. Yeah, almost, hopefully. Man, uh, been a crazy year. Been a good year. That's going to be kind of the topic of the today's podcast. We're just going to just kind of dive into this year, kind of share our hearts, like, you know, like kind of like open up the podcast a little bit, kind of be transparent, mm-hmm. kind of talk about some of our struggles this year, um, kind of interview, and then talk about how it really, it really was a good year, man. I mean, it was a good year overall. Every year, above ground's a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we can be with the Lord. But um, And then we're going to talk about 2021, kind of our hopes, dreams, vision, what we want to do with that. But anyway, as we always do, what book are you reading or what book would you like to recommend, Luke? So this is a book that me and you actually went through together when yeah, I man. was first called to ministry. It's a phenomenal book, absolutely reconstructed how I view the ministry yeah. and the role of the pastor specifically. Uh, This book is called The Contemplative Pastor. It's by a guy named Eugene Peterson. Phenomenal book. Fantastic. Uh, Specifically within this book, the thing that completely reshaped how I view the role of the pastor as a whole is he has this excerpt uh, from Moby Dick in the book where he explains the situation where Captain Ahab is chasing after the whale. Yes. He's in the rowboat. He's got his men with him, and he's absolutely furious. He's ready to kill this thing. He's chasing it down. His men are killing themselves trying to chase it, and they're just ready to absolutely destroy this thing. But what Eugene Peterson does is he relates the role of the pastor to one man in this boat. And it's not Captain Ahab, and it's not the oarsman. It's the harpooner, mm-hmm. the guy who's sitting perfectly still, perfectly quiet in the boat, waiting for an in opportunity. In the midst of chaos waiting for an opportunity to strike in the midst of all the chaos that's going on around him. The waves are crashing. Everyone's furious except for this one guy. And what Peterson does is he says that's exactly what the role of the pastor is supposed to be. You're not supposed to be striking out of anger or emotion. You're not supposed to be killing yourself over the work that's in front of you. You're supposed to be patient. You're supposed to wait, and when an opportunity to strike for the gospel comes, you do it without any hesitation. Yep. And I would go so far as to say that should be the role of any Christian, not just the pastor. I'm We're supposed that. to be snake birds, as Paul tells us. Yeah, well, uh, Jesus says that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, the verse where he says, uh, you know, be as patient as be as patient as dove. No, be as wise as serpent. Be as peaceful as doves and wise as serpents. Yeah. Snake birds. Yeah, man. All right, the best hybrid in all the scriptures. You know, it's really funny how we found that book. Um, I don't even, don't even remember how we found that it book. It was my soccer coach Your in high school. Your soccer coach gave you that book, yeah. and I said, hey, don't read that until I read it. Like, Let me flip through it, and I read it, and I said, me and you both got to read this. Yeah, man. And, really uh, crazy how yeah. it just fell into our minds. <laughs> I mean, and, but, and, but probably my favorite book on pastoral ministry. It's so good. Um, there's the imagery that he uses of uh, the pastor lashing himself to the mass. Mm-hmm. That's While the sirens of the world are, are screaming at him, luring him in. Yes. But he but he rides with the ship, and as the people are getting pulled away, he is lashed to the mass. Mm-hmm. 
Gosh, it's a it, it's just and, a great and, and, book. And the man. subversive Jesus, how Jesus was the subversive one to um, upset the culture, and he did it subversive. Oh my gosh! Man. I want to like, go home and just read this book all uh, over. Dude, again. It, it's incredible. Like I, I was over here looking at when you were talking about looking at my shelf. I think I gave it away. I think I gave it like I think Max has. I think it. Max. I think I gave it to Max. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's it's uh, I give like that's one thing I do. I buy books and I just give them away. Yeah, that's the one book I'll constantly probably never have on my shelf because I just give it away. Mm-hmm. I love to have. I mean, it's just such a good book. For me, I'm going to use uh, kind of the same thought line of uh, Eugene Pearson. Excuse me, y'all. Um, it's 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 Monday all over again. Uh, but excuse me uh, about that. I'm going to use Mark Sayers' Disappearing Church. Um, Mark Sayers, phenomenal guy. He's a pastor out in um, Australia. Um, he has a podcast. What is it? Is it More Than Red? Red Church? The name of the church is Red Church. More Than Red, Deeper, it's something like that. Phenomenal podcast. Mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to listen to it. Disappearing Church is kind of his his like analysis. And we talked about Mark Sayers on the, on the podcast before about how he's like this like really analytical guy who mm-hmm. can really break down culture. Um, he actually is the one who uh, is on the one of my favorite podcasts of all time, This Cultural Moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book is kind of his like, analysis of the Church of the West and how the church is disappearing. And he actually has a sequel I haven't read yet called Reappearing Church. Okay. And so now uh, that school's over and I've graduated from seminary, um, I'm actually reading things that I want to read. And yeah. so like I have like a, literally a stack of books I'm just working through. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Reappearing Church is in that stack. Okay, so me and Luke, I would both consider us kind of like um, – I don't know. Are we audiophiles? Is that like one way? Like, I, don't I don't know, know how to. I, I don't know how to do. It. We we love music, right? Absolutely. Now nowhere near as much as Max Boland oh my loves gosh. music. This um, dude. that dude listens to so much music and finds the best music. I mean, it's just great. It's so good. Um, but um, we're going to talk about the best song we discovered in 2020. Now that means that the song could come out. You know, like the song I'm gonna reference came out in 2019. But I discovered it in 2020 this right. past summer. Whereas mine came out this year. Yeah, it came out in 2020. And so, like, I mean, it's just like the song that you discovered. So what is it, Luke? What is that song for you? So mine is going to be by a guy that most of us listening to this podcast are familiar with. His name's Corey Asbury. Yeah. He's the guy that wrote Reckless Love. And he has a new album on, that is, he is, is God's Love Reckless? Define reckless. <laughs> this is where me, me and you have this debate all the time, I just man. wanted I just wanted to interject that. Go ahead. Okay, so Let's Corey just Asbury. fuel the fire. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Corey Asbury has this new album that he released this year, and in that album, he has a song called Canyons. And this song, super relevant for the year that it got released I in, man. I had to listen to this song. It, it is so good. I'm going to read the third verse and then the chorus. Just listen to the, the lyrics in this song, okay? It says, I've wrestled belief in the valley. I barely hung on through the night. But just when I thought it was darkest, the sun began to rise. Canyons wide, oceans deep, can't contain all your love for me. No matter how high or far I reach, there's no end to your love for me. And that song absolutely wrecked me the first time I heard it. I remember I was in the middle of like a very depressive mood when I first listened to it. And I remember listening to this song and just absolutely weeping because of how hard God was forming me in the middle of this year, but also just listening to that song in particular. So it's phenomenal um you know i just think it's funny that like and uh, i'm not trying to like lessen your lessen your thing like your your speech right there because mm-hmm. it was good but why in the world do we gotta keep making water references and worship songs that's christian music in general did i just there's I, so many there's so many water what references. was it john chris yeah john chris uh, and uh aaron tuning and uh i remember the girl's name 
where it's like you know you uh, it's like three chords water reference storm bam. more water references yeah more water references all right and so I just he says you know canyons wide oceans deep and it's like gosh man we cannot get away from oceans it's like literally so funny. like in oceans deep my faith will stand I mean my mm-hmm. gosh do you know how many times that song has been streamed on Spotify oh there's two hundred and forty some odd million times it's crazy and what's funny now is for those of us that are either on TikTok or have friends that are on TikTok. Yeah. People that are not believers, not I would not be willing Christians. to bet, hold on really quick. I would be willing to bet that there are people on this podcast that are not on TikTok. Okay. I, I think me and you may be the only two on TikTok. Probably. And I'm barely on TikTok. Probably. So I'm going to like try to give the most ballpark explanation for how TikTok works. Yeah. TikTok is nothing but trends. Yeah. And every day it seems like there's a new trend. Yes. So... A couple of weeks or maybe even a couple of months ago, there was a trend where all of these people were using oceans in their TikTok. But it was like a super slowed down version, made it sound depressing almost. And I was like, these people aren't even Christians and they're using this song because they don't they don't realize what it's about. And this is a whole nother podcast topic for a whole nother day. Um, but New York Times, I mean, just a few weeks ago, came out with that huge expose about Carl Lentz, you know, mm-hmm. um, guy, pastor of Hillsong, New York, yeah. um, was really, I mean, just being honest with you, disobeying James too in his church, mm-hmm. um, had multiple sexual affairs, yep. um, I mean, just lying, narcissistic, crazy stuff, man, yeah. um, which, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, put my man down, I mean, like, He's repented, I mean, from what we can tell, and hopefully he's on the road to recovery, and so we pray for him, and mm-hmm. we pray for that church. I mean, no church should have that as a pastor. But Hillsong has, like, broken through to the mainstream culture in a way that no other church has ever done it. Yeah. Especially in—let me say another—let me rephrase that. No church in modernity, like, in the modern times have ever done it. And so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you have celebrities showing up there. I mean, like— Carl really Lentz crazy. baptized Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He and was so, like his personal disciple. Yeah, like I mean, which like is crazy. Yeah, like and so like it's 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 interesting. Like I mean, this is once again a whole other podcast topic. What Hillsong has done to break through into the to mainstream culture. The problem is, and I'll just go ahead and say, it, I feel like they've adopted way too much of yes. the mainstream culture, and then therefore they look too worldly. Mm-hmm. I mean, when your pastor's wearing a Saint Laurent jacket that's like 450 bucks, I got a problem with that. I don't have a problem with nice clothes. I got a problem with, like, pastors living a lavish life. I mean, I mean, I, I, not. I don't, I don't necessarily have a like. It depends on like what define what you mean by that. You know what I'm saying? But once again, brand over. Let's right. keep going. Uh, for me, uh, this is a song that Max Bolin introduced to me this past summer. Now he actually told me to look it up in 2019. I didn't. Um, just going on on it. Um, but when he became our intern, you know, man, I just kind of adopted a lot of his habits. Just kind of you know listening to all kinds mm-hmm. of random music. And um, he had a pot, he had a uh, playlist that this song that this band is from, and I found out that this band is actually based out of Alabama. They're in Nashville now, but they're all Birmingham, Alabama natives. The Brook and the Bluff, um, their song Pastels. The song is like this two-sided song. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like the first half of it is a completely different song from the back half, but they're the same song and they complete the same story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really neat. It's um just. Uh, Go listen to it. Pastels by the Brook and the Bluff. Not a Christian band by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even know the guys are believers. Uh, but the music just has a really good vibe to it. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. So, like, you went, like, super worshipful, like, you know, weeping and stuff. I'm yeah. talking about the music I would listen to when I play disc golf. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, sorry, guys. Um, I'm, uh, I, I listen to non-Christian music sometimes. Confession. All right. So, let's talk about 
2020 in review and then our hopes and dreams for 2021. So I want to just kind of point this out. So we have completed 41 episodes of this podcast. This is the 41st episode. And this podcast was created after the quarantine. Yeah, well, during the quarantine. Yeah. Like, during the quarantine. Like, I mean, we were sitting there thinking of ways trying to reach our people. And, um, like, it was like, hey, let's start a podcast. Let's see where it goes. And, I mean, we had two podcasts. Uh, there's one podcast still – I I don't really know how to describe that podcast. I guess it's in Purgatory, Podcast Purgatory. Yeah. Uh, 12 Street Daily. Yeah. Um, that I love that podcast idea. And I'm just going to be very transparent, though. It's very hard to maintain yeah, over a long period of time. It is. And I think that like... Just because I, things happen. Like we get ministry calls yeah. and we have to serve the people immediately. Well, and like so this podcast, it's hard to record podcasts as often as we I, say we're going to. I mean, in every day, man. I mean, like every day, like yeah. we have to like re- release this content. And, and I have no, no, no offense. I mean, like we... Like, I feel like the priority of that podcast mm-hmm. was different than this podcast. Right. Does that make sense? Like, that podcast, and now I love the idea of doing daily devotional content and those things, and I think that we can still do it. I think we need to be more intentional about yeah. it. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying we weren't intentional about it. Like, don't get me wrong. Thomas we, was like, We did like slaved, over 100 episodes. Uh, oh, of that my YouTube. gosh. Like, Thomas slaved over that podcast yeah. and made it work. It's just whenever, like, we got back meeting again and all the craziness and all those things, yeah. I think that, like, I think we could refocus that podcast. Does that make sense? And so yeah. I'm looking forward to 2021 refocusing that podcast. But anyway, we have a functioning podcast. Like, I think that's really cool that, mm-hmm. like, right now, me and you are recording this podcast to talk to our people so yeah. our people can hear us um, and just kind of get a glimpse behind the scenes. So I, I love the Recharge podcast. It's really cool. I love what it's accomplished. I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Well, the whole vision when we first created the Recharge podcast was how do we return back to what the church is supposed to be? Yeah. So I feel like 2020 was the perfect opportunity and the perfect time. Just the way it all came together. Brother, the was world perfect. was on fire in 2020. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, like, literally on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, January, we had the World War Three scare. I mean, with Iran. Mm-hmm. We had February, Kobe Bryant died. Yep. March. COVID hit. Well, COVID hit in January. Like, well, COVID was hitting in December. I'm sitting yeah. there watching on Twitter, like, this, like, craziness that's going on in China, like, it just insane, just insane stuff that's coming out. And I remember sending Thomas's office February, like, "Hey, what are we gonna do when this thing gets here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gonna do?" Because I knew it was coming. Yep. I didn't realize the weight of what was coming. And now looking back, like it's kind of funny that like, we're kind of living our lives like as if it's normal right now, but there's still this virus going around. Which is and in crazy. March we were just so shut down and like everybody was like you know so terrified. I was joking around with Max the other day. Max is home right now from college, and I was like taking my mask off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, man, in April I was like taking my mask off and trying not to like get the, anything on the outside of it. Now I'm just like. And throw it into the pot. I throw it into the floorboard of my car. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's and just so, crazy how fast it got normalized. Uh, and dude, it's so crazy how like we're living in the midst of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, this is history, man. Like yeah. we're gonna be talking about this for decades upon decades. Like we will not know the ramifications. It's just it's crazy to me. Like I'm still mind blown by it. So Luke, talk about 2020 for you now, really quick. I mean, like recording this podcast, like man, like you're engaged now. Yeah, and so like 2020 was like a bomb year for you, 2020 bro. 2020 sped up so much of my life. Yeah, like, man, it, it it was insane. Me and Olivia, we had taken like over a year long break on our relationship. Personally, we decided it would be best for us to spend time growing in our relationship with the Lord. First off, yeah, and January hit. This had been like months 
developing before. Yeah, man. But January. Is this a metaphor? Hit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so inside joke. January. <laughs> gosh. January second hit, and me and Olivia officially got back together, started dating, and nobody knew, and except for me. No one knew about it. Me and Ryan. It's I not think. that we decided to keep it a secret. It's just that we worked together, so we were like, we've obviously got to keep it professional at the church. All of this stuff. Well, but and on top of how, that, I want to speak into that. I yeah. think so many times, like, you know, especially in y'all's like early relationship, I think so many people were like, oh, it's Olivia and Luke. Oh, it's Olivia and Luke. And y'all are like the super couple, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that starting it back off like you guys did, I think that was the best thing about it. Like, people mm-hmm. still don't like people still don't know y'all are together. Like, know. That, you know, that's, <laughs> well, that's so awesome to me. So a few weeks ago, actually, this is, like, very funny that you say yeah. that. I got approached by one of the senior adults in our church, and she came up to me and she was like, now, Luke, I just want you to know that I pay more attention than anyone else in this church, and I knew about you and Olivia before anyone else. I knew y'all were back together dating again. And I said, that is hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. It was just a yeah. hilarious interaction. But So anyway, so 2020 so for you, though. We got back together, and it's not like you can just hit the reset button yeah. on a relationship. Like, we had dated for years before that. Yeah. So we essentially picked up where we left off. And where we left off, we had talked about marriage and future plans years down the road. Yeah. Well, then the pandemic hit, and it was like we had nothing else to do, so we were like, okay, well, let's look to the future yeah. like everyone else was, like what's coming, what's coming for us. And fast forward a few months, we were like, well, let's just go ahead and figure out when this is happening because we know it's going to. Yeah. Might as well start planning it out. So we decided that we would wait until we were both done with school to get married. But at that point, we started, like, nailing down all these concrete details, and we were like, why are we waiting around to get engaged? Like, we're already essentially yeah, engaged. Yeah, you're engaged, just not officially. The yeah. only thing missing was the ring. Yeah, so we, we pulled the trigger on that, and I, I think I successfully made one of the best surprises ever. Dude, I'm, I'm listen, man. Like, I'll never forget, like, you came to my office, and you were, like, talking to me, and we were, we were it was just me and you that day. And you are sitting there talking to me, and you said, Tyler, like, um... I, I like she's going to Disney and like I just don't know how I'm going to do this and I was like man like we need to come up with a plan and then they got from my whiteboard and I said why don't you just go to Disney man mm-hmm. like just make it happen and he's like and you just looked at me and you're like I can make it happen yeah and bro you made it happen yeah and so I mean like I mean it was awesome dude it's I mean, crazy I mean I'm I'm stoked for you bro and so like that's the best part about this is and I think that's like the best part of your 2020 what were some of your struggles in 2020 so 2020. I feel like just the universal church needs to go ahead and coin this term. 2020 yeah. was the year-long dark night of the soul. Oh, dude. Yeah. So for those of you who don't understand what that means, yeah, man. let's talk about what a dark night of the soul is yeah. for a minute. Uh, a dark night of the soul from just my understanding of it and how I best know to describe it is sort of like an in-between period of when God is reshaping and reforming you. Yeah. He's stripping away the old version of you and continually sanctifying you. It's a part of the sanctification process. Yeah. And the dark night of the soul is sort of that in-between stage where you know God is changing you, God is making a move, but you don't really understand how, why, why, or or what what. it's going to look like. And I feel like 2020 was a year-long version of that for us as individuals, but also for the church universal. And I think for 12th Street, man, I mean, I think that so many times, like, you know, you see darkness of the soul in the Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and 
I mean, I've told I've told our staff this, and I've told I told a lot of people this. Like, I feel like 2020 for me was really rough on me. Yeah. Like you know, like it was a really tough time, because I mean, pre-COVID, our ministry could not have been doing any better. Yeah. Like it could not have been doing any. Like it was it was the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really, like I mean, six years. I mean, well, really five years. Five years of work, culminating up into that. And so, like, I mean, I had a deal. I mean, I grieved. Like, I had to deal with, like, loss. Um, you know, losing losing what I had. And literally, I think it was, like, it was like March 13th, March 15th. I think it was March 13th. My job forever changed. Yeah. I mean, like, overnight, I went from being the, you know, full-time student pastor to full-time communications director, full-time all these different things mm-hmm. to make our church stay afloat during COVID. Yeah. And so, like, that was my focus, yeah. you know, get, get, get our church online, figure out ways to live stream, get these things set up, get these things. And then you and Olivia do head first into it unpaid. Well, we had no other choice to, if we wanted to survive this. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I mean, but unpaid, I mean, y'all were yeah. volunteer interns at the time. Yeah. Unpaid dive into it to keep our church afloat. And I think that during that season, I just tried my, my, my darndest to like keep the group of the, like keep the group of students together. And this is mm-hmm. going to be confession. I feel like in the midst of trying to keep the group together, I could have done more individual-based ministry. You right. know what I'm saying? And so I kind of wish I could go back to March and redo that part mm-hmm. of the year. But at the same time, I feel like it grew me. Does that yeah. make sense? And so and we're going to talk about 2021 here in a second. But that's going to be a part of my 2021 like resolutions, mm-hmm. if you will. I feel like that part grew me as a man mm-hmm. and as a husband and as a pastor and as a father and a pastor. Well, you know? ministry forever changed, like you said, March yeah. 13th, 14th, 15th. Like. There's no way that in the middle of a global pandemic where everyone's stuck at home for the better part of two and a half months just without leaving their house. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you can reach the group without reaching the individuals first, like you're saying. For sure, yeah. So ministry has forever changed, and there's no going back. We have to press on towards what's coming next. Yes, and if we don't, then we're just going to miss the boat, right? I mean, we're just going to miss it, and we're not going to be doing the things that we should be doing. And so for me, man, like 2020 was just a year of growth, a year of like really, I mean, really dark, not a soul, man, like really trying to figure out my place here Mm -hmm. at this church and changing passions, changing hearts, you know, moving into a new role come January with a community pastor role, still being heavily involved in the student ministry, yeah. director of student ministries, but, you know, really helping us to, you know, further our family ministries, further our, like, you know, small groups, further our outreach, our missions and things like that, and really help us to push forward in the gospel. Um, and I'm excited about it, man. Like, I really feel like this role is really cut out for me. I really feel like I'm like I'm I'm the man for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot, you know. It's a lot more, but at the same time, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited for what it's going to be for you and Olivia too. Like, you know, I mean, you guys have already been doing so much student ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something that you know, I'm so excited about 2020, especially when I look back because I'm so thankful for the fact that I had the opportunity to pour into you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't see what we were doing up here, you know, right. working on how to do an, exege- an exegetical Bible study, how to preach expository, mm-hmm. teaching Olivia how to like, you know, well, Olivia's already organized, but like how to like really run these events from this side of the curtain, mm-hmm. you know, getting in on these, like getting on the ground, like planning events. And how many times do we plan an event and throw the calendar away? Literally the entire year. I mean, the entire year, man. I mean, it was just kind of stupid. And so, but I mean, watching you guys grow into more ownership of this ministry, man, I... I jokingly, and I mean this serious, I jokingly say that our ministry is Hydra. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cut one head, two come back. Yeah, Man, we didn't cut one head off. I mean, we have a three-headed monster now that is our student mm-hmm. ministry. And 
that's just the biggest blessing to me. I've, I personally feel like 12th Street students are in the best place that they've ever been in yeah. terms of preparing for the future. Yeah, man. And I mean, because we've got three people like pouring into them. Yeah, man. You know, and the, I'm going to go ahead and say this too. Like, man, speaking of 2020 interview, not just for us, but for our church, Tracy Griggs, man. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. She killed it. Absolutely. All year it, long. I mean, like, listen, man. I was watching her from a distance, you know, and watching her because especially with kids, man, because students, we could connect with via Zoom Mm -hmm. because our kids can get on Zoom. Right. These kids' parents have to log them in and all these things. And so, like, the the immediate disconnect that happened Mm -hmm. and then trying to reconstruct those relationships, all those things, she killed it, dude. I mean, and is still killing it. Yeah. But like during the 2020 quarantine season, before we even started regathering, Tracy was on top of her game. And uh, the the peak of it, and I'm not trying to say like she like, let, like dropped down any, but I say the peak moment that we saw this virtual VBS. What a success! Virtual that was, man. VBS. Absolutely Dude, insane. We had people from Texas tuning in to our VBS. Mm-hmm. We had so many. We had our highest registration number ever. Well, we were. I, I don't know. Someone fact-checked me on this. I think we were the only church in our association that ended up pulling the trigger on this. Yeah, the, the yeah, 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 doing the big virtual VBS. And, dude, I, it was our most successful thing of the year. Like, I mean, I will, point, I will go on a limb and say that. At one point, I was interning at the EBA this summer during our virtual VBS when it happened. And I remember having, like, meetings about this because— Churches were scrambling at this point. Yeah, man. And the EBA, multiple, countless times, was telling churches, well, go and look at what 12th Street's doing. They've got it nailed down perfectly. That's the template. Yeah. And it was crazy to see how Tracy Griggs took that and absolutely ran with it. Dude, she killed it. Like, I mean, I cannot tell you, like, how— cr- And then, I mean, but that's been her entire ministry this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's changed the way she's done ministry and— I mean, completely succeed. I mean, yeah, with even with Doe Holy Night. I mean, it's just been a super mm-hmm. big encouragement to me and just the way she loves people. And so, um, and uh, something else that I don't think people yeah. realize how tiring this year has been. Oh, like, dude, there's no way Tracy Griggs isn't tired, dude. I mean, that being brother, earned it, man. Brother, we are, we're all tired, man. You know, and like, I mean, watching and even watching like, you know, Charles like figure out like these Zoom groups and these small groups and things like that, keeping our small group ministries going mm-hmm. in the midst of this, helping our senior adults yeah. understand technology. <laughs> yes, and Thomas, you know, being so innovative. And I'm not trying to like, you know, just like throw these guys in. I mean, like they, the way we've done ministries has been so mm-hmm. different. And so, yeah, it, listen, we all when you see a staff member like go pat them on the back and say hey listen you made it yeah you made it i mean like this has been the hardest year of ministry i've ever been in 100 i mean the hardest year of ministry i've ever been in and thank god for 12th street mm-hmm. but thank god for our church and for us really you know pushing through to the other side and making it i mean and highlights for me this year i mean like personally i mean you talked about you getting engaged and things mm-hmm. like that like personally man i graduated from seminary two yeah. and a half year journey man Finally made it. Finally made it. You're done. I'm done, dude. Breathe. I'm done. I'm done for a few years, and so um, I'm gonna go back and I'm 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 a, I'm a glutton for pain, and so Gosh. I'm gonna go back for my doctorate. Um, probably about three, probably about three or four years. Um, also depends on like babies, you know, yeah. like you know, thinking about other kids and things like that, and yeah, what the Lord's doing in the midst of our family. My wife, you know, she starts her master's like next week. So yeah, she's going back to Jacksonville, man. And that's so, crazy. Um, you know, that's gonna be huge for our family and. Brooks is growing, and we're enjoying the season of just being us three. But, you know, same time, the desire of our hearts is to have a bigger family. And yeah, so we're going to see what the Lord does in that. But, 
Man, I'm excited for what 2021 has to hold. And here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and like surprise Luke right here. We're at 28 minutes on this podcast. That's so crazy. this is going to be part one of 2020 year interview. And then we're going to do our hopes and dreams for 2021 coming out next week. So stay tuned to this week's, to next week's episode of the ReChurch podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, talk about 2020, the craziness that it was. Um, and y'all, like, we're still praying for this, man. This virus is still around. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, and when this election's over, virus is going away. This virus ain't going away. Not anytime And so time. we need to, like, pray for people who are affected by it. We need to pray for people who were affected by job loss in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, like, it's been a crazy year. It but has. the Lord has sustained us. And, brother, we've made it to another year to celebrate him, to worship him, and to you know, see him in his fullness and in his glory. So Luke, thanks for your work this year, man. Once again, you killed it. Like I, I couldn't be more proud of a man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like you, you were killing it, dude. And if Olivia was here right now, I'd tell her the same thing. She's, I mean, she's literally, she, she is my like neck. I can't move without her. You know what I'm saying? If I'm the ministry head, she's the neck. I can't move without Olivia. And so, I mean, we, we got this man. Uh, The Lord's been good to us. He's blessed us in these ministries. And so, Tune in next week to Rechurch Podcast as we talk about 2021. Thank you guys so much.